This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder, the mini Hey, that's Karen Kilgara. That's Georgia Hardstark. This is episode 150. Is that true? Yeah. What a great round number. I know. We've really done it. We've really remember episode 11. No, me either. Good. <laughs> um, mine are all horrible. So this is where we read you guys your own stories about things, and we're re- um and we're doing these ones are all from London, right? Yeah, because we'll be in the UK and Ireland for our tour coming up. Yeah, so we're, we're getting excited. we're preparing emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. and then crime wise. That's right. Do you have a good one to end on? Do you have a lighthearted? Yes. Okay, then can I go first and you end with sure, that one? Sure, sure, sure. These are all bad, <laughs> but I don't, but I want to do them. Sure. Okay. Shaking things up a little. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Um, hometown, the one with all the murder. Dear murder honeys. I like it. I like it too. Yeah. I'm writing to you from London, England. Thank you for all the work you put into this podcast and always putting a smile on my face before work. I'd like to thank this person for putting England in because we do need those specificities. (laughs) London, Tennessee. London, England. (laughs) Anyways, my story. So my auntie was looking to buy a new flat in an area of London called Muswell Hill after I told her how lovely it was. It's where I've lived for a few years now. She went to view a flat at the same road as me and it was perfect. Beautiful space. Right at the top of a house, nice and open, but it was weirdly affordable. Mm. Thinking there must be some kind of catch, duh, she asked the estate agent why it was so low priced. (laughs) He looked a bit shifty for a moment and said, Yep, you guessed it. Well, I do need to tell you that this was the home of a serial killer. (gasps) And went on to tell her all about it. The killer was nicknamed the Muswell Hill Murderer, a.k.a. Dennis Nilsson, a.k.a. the notorious British serial killer from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Definitely come across this guy a lot in my research. I Did I not do this one? Did she do this one? Well, continue on. I'll let you know. Well, here we go. His victims were normally male, gay, and vulnerable or homeless. He would lure them back to his house with the promise of shelter and company and kill them, afterwards often taking parts in part in weird rituals. Oh, no, I didn't do this Nielsen one. would then dissect the bodies and keep the parts for long periods of time. For the smaller bones and flesh, he would just flush them down the toilet. Oh, right. That's actually how he got caught. The drain got completely blocked, obviously, and a plumber had to come out and take a look. The plumber took one look at the tiny bits of bone in the drain and immediately called his boss. <laughs> Good. While they were looking into the drain, some of the tenants came to see what the problem was. <laughs> Nilsson being among them. Oh, who, sure. Who noted the little bones, quote, looked like KFC. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Hey, always, always. Hey, it's just KFC. It's just KFC. Hey, well, sir, why do you keep making suggestions of what these little bones could be? <laughs> and who flushes KFC down the toilet? This is an art project. <laughs> sir, please keep your voice down. I'm trying to look at this drain. You can your voice, sir. There's four people here. <laughs> There's four people here. It's you and a puppet and two other people. So <laughs> we know it's you. The police were called. And when they discovered that the drain pipe led directly to Nielsen's flat, they went to investigate. As soon as they entered the flat, they were overwhelmed by the smell of rotting flesh. Ugh. Apparently, when the police asked Nielsen about the bones, he first feigned complete shock. What is this? What's going on? Sure. But then shrugged and calmly stated that the rest of the bodies were in the wardrobe. Oh. After Nielsen was taken into custody, they found parts of the bodies all over his flat, including the kitchen drawers and under the floorboards. He served around 20 years in prison and died there last year. Needless to say, my auntie did not buy the flat. 
I think it's actually still on the market. Stay sexy and before buying a house, maybe do some Googling. Florence. Florence. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so that guy's that guy's the British Jeffrey Dahmer, essentially. Like it, yeah. I, I've heard of I've heard that case before. Yeah. But we haven't covered it. What they need to just burn that house from the from the top up. You wouldn't buy it? No. Would it be crazy if I still bought it? Yes. I love a bargain. It's too many it's too much. Uh, You're selling your soul for yeah. a bargain. The vibes would like, be minus one billion bad. Sage, man. Sage. No, there's not enough sage, sage in all of the painted desert <laughs> to solve this fucking problem. No way. Okay. Because it's, it's, I think it's one thing when people, I mean, I don't, this is not never a choice I will be making, but it's one thing when it's the location of a murder, this like yeah. a singular thing. Right. But that would be the home of the person that continually sure. preyed upon people who like everything about it is so negative of like pe- needy people. He, yeah. he exploited needy people. He exploited people who didn't have anybody to fight sure. for them. And then he desecrated their bodies. Yeah. So everything about that you want to okay, see. Well, you don't you, when be, you put it like that, don't be near that block. When you say it like that, Karen, stop moving in there. <laughs> Every week. I was closing out on escrow. <laughs> no, I'll call your fucking real estate agent and say, don't let her buy this flat He's, on this road. It's my stepfather, <laughs> my real estate agent. John, John, I need to speak with you. Please. It's a business matter. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go. Here's my first one. I'm not going to read the subject line. They give it away. So it's just, we'll say EMT story. Hi, Stephen, Georgia, Karen, and assorted furry animals. Mm. My friend introduced me to your podcast, and I've obsessively been binging it from episode one to the point where my mother tried to stage an intervention. Not joking. (laughs) (laughs) Jokes on her. (laughs) What kind of tear-filled letters was that mom reading when it's like... You just keep your your iPods are in your ears. She's so religious. You know it. Oh, she thinks we're Satanists. It's an intervention of against podcasts, which <sighs> is like I could see it. Yeah. I could see where you would feel that is necessary, where yeah. someone is completely checked out. But you get so much done when you're listening to podcasts. It's not like video games where you're just sitting and playing a video game. You get put a podcast in. That's right. You get fucking life taken care of. You learn things. You get freaked out. That's right. You have experiences. Right. Then you meet other people who are having right. those experiences What's to intervene about then later on you can win at trivia on trivia that's night right. because you learn stuff from us that's right we're going to talk to that we're going to intervene and have an intervention with that mom we're going to see her when we go to the uk yeah we're going to swing by what if we gave her never mind intervention mom and then we'd be like look what we've done here Okay. I've lived in North London all my all my 18 years of life. 18. Aww. So it's basically, she's being a sulky teen and the mom's like, stop ignoring right. me. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I don't know whose side to be on I'm anymore. on her mom's side. I'm probably her mom's age, so yeah. I'm on her side now. We're going to be like, oh my God, do you remember Duran Duran? Also, <laughs> here's why you're... Here's why your child likes to listen to this shit. It's good. Okay. Um, I've lived in North London all my 18 years of life and have yet experienced an acute lack of murders. And yet, so, and yet have experienced an acute lack of murders. Yeah. I added like three extra words I, and that are not there. That's how well I know you. I figured it out. Thank you. <laughs> yet have experienced an acute lack of murders. Can you see through this piece of paper? Okay. 
That being said, after listening to your mini-sode from around a year ago on EMT Stories, I asked my dad if he had any fun stories he could tell me from his early trainee doctor days. My parents are both doctors and fell in love during long nights working in A&E, which I made Stephen look up in its accident and emergency, Aye. which is the British version of an emergency room. And everyone knows the most romantic place in a hospital <gasps> you could possibly be in. Where anything can happen at any time. Yeah. And you're a doctor, so you don't sleep and you don't eat. You basically don't do anything right. but be a doctor and be in doctor school. Yeah. And then, oh, now there's this other hot doctor that's kind of right. on the same level as you going through all the same shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the love to last a lifetime. <laughs> Reading this email, I got like excited like I had a crush on them Aww. as well. Okay. So they were bonding over their warped sense of humor. Cute. Plus, 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 plus. Yes. We want these people at our live show. Yeah. He said... That there had been many gunshot wounds. A boy in here in America were like, uh-huh. Yeah. But over great. there, they're like, holy fuck. Not great, but. Um, yeah, no, not great. A boy with his legs split open from scaling a fence. <gasps> oh. Yay. A man who came in with a blocked nose that he had had for 24 years. What? Oh, my God. What was in it? <laughs> my mom started laughing what? and asked what it was about that day that made him come in. So nothing was blocking it specifically. He had just waited that long. Uh, I, I know. Oh. You, did you want it to be a big, long scarf? Something. With his name knitted <laughs> yeah, into the middle like, of it? there it is. <laughs> Clark. See? You, you know that's what happened to my friend, my dad's friend, Woody, right? No. He went out one day in the 80s to uh, rototill the field on his tractor. Mm. And he it was a really loud engine. So he stuffed, he just ripped up these rags and stuffed them into his ears oh. so that while he was doing it sure. he wouldn't and forgot they were in there and like a week later was like I think I've gone deaf and went to the emergency Ew. room and they took tweezers and just pulled these big long oily rags out Ew. of his ears oh my god <laughs> he's lucky he didn't get a brain infection for real oh my I, I love stories of weird places and not gross orifices yes you know what I mean not private not private the private parts. red shoe diary style orifices, right. but more of just casual. Yeah, casual. I left something up there. Oh, I forgot I put this in here. Or like, oh, a swarm of bees took nests inside my nasal cavity. You know, like <laughs> stuff like that. While I was asleep. Yeah. How can that happen? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So that was to name a few. Yes. The best, however, was a man who came in with a machete embedded in his head. <gasps> The man in question, that was what was in the subject line. I didn't read okay. it. The man in question had apparently tried to rob a Chinese shop, which the owner had not, well, I don't know what that is, who the owner had not taken kindly to and had retaliated by plunging a knife into his head. Aww. What is most amazing about the story is that the man survived. Fuck. The machete had been so sharp and had been plunged with such precision that it went directly through the man's head, straight between the lobes of his brain, causing him no long term brain damage. <sighs> And he was actually conscious when he came in. According oh my to God. Yeah. According to my mom, she said that she had seen the man, turned to my dad, and said, So he's here for a tetanus shot then? <laughs> yeah. You imagine. And quick. It's just when you're in love, yeah. you get so funny. You want that person to love you so much. Everything is heightened. It's so that it even a man walking in with yeah. a knife in his head is like, quit. Here's my chance. Here we go. Here's my chance. Quit Watch quit. this. 
God, I love these people. Okay. Um, to which they both started laughing in front of the patient, <laughs> who was a very disgruntled and large gang member. Oh, yeah. They started dating soon after. For the most part, however, it sounds like working in A&E was pretty soul-draining. My parents took to walking into the waiting room and calling out the most inappropriate names they could <laughs> without laughing just to pass the time. That's adorable. Isn't it the best? Yeah. Even if this story doesn't make it past Stephen's screening, I hope someone finds it amusing. <laughs> we did! Someone somewhere. Thank you so much for your podcast. They've really helped me through an incredibly tough time. I have another sort of hometown murder slash disappearance I'll be sending in soon that I have the loosest links to. But if I forget or remember that I have A-levels, I should be doing. Maybe you might <laughs> want to look up the abduction of Madeline McCann. Oh, oh honey. We know, we know that it. one. It's sort of the JonBenet Ramsey of England and has become a kind of cult icon here. Yeah, we know. Oh, we know. Yeah, Sorry. it's everywhere. Uh, bye. Hannah. Oh, Hannah. Isn't that the best? Yeah, that's a good 18-year-old email. That's good feelings, 18-year-old. We have yeah. to figure out if we can get a hold of Hannah. And get Hannah those. or Hannah? Well, it's H-A-N-N-E. Oh. Hani? Han. Han Solo wrote us <laughs> an email. Okay. We, we need to good. get this doctor-based family into the... Um, yeah. And get... Into and the fold. Intervene. Right. Hometown story. Hi, MFM crew. I have been a fan of the podcast for the past few months, and it has made me relieved to know that I'm not alone in wanting to hear gris about grisly murders and staying up at night thinking about them. Mm -hmm. My hometown story is from about a decade ago, and I remember hearing about it when I was around nine or ten years old. I live in a town called Horley in Surrey in England, and back in 2008... <laughs> in England is on every wide out. They're just like, we just want to give you yeah. the island. We just want to give you all the information. Yeah, you because we know you need it. My small town was shocked when we discovered that one of the chefs working at the most popular pub in town was a murderer and rapist. Oof. The chef was called Mark Dixie, and back in 2005, he attacked an 18-year-old woman called Sally Ann Bowman in her own driveway in a completely random attack just minutes after her boyfriend had dropped her at home. Mm. He was on a night out and saw her alone and took the opportunity to stab her seven times and rape her in the driveway. Jesus, but that's... That wasn't off the top of his head. That's somebody no. that's done something yeah. like that before. Right. The scumbag left her for dead and the case was unsolved for several months. It was about nine months later when he was arrested for having a fight in the pub he worked at. The pub is about a five minute drive from where I live. And the police matched his DNA to the DNA found on Sally Ann's body. The thing that I find most chilling is the main piece of evidence which helped to convict him was that there was a film record. Oh, my God. This is crazy. There was a film recording of him at work masturbating over a newspaper picture of Sally Ann. Oh my God. Is that the most chilling fucking horrible thing you've ever heard? So he's working in the back of a yeah. pub in the oh. kitchen. Oh my God. C they got CCTV everywhere there. The poor CCTV, whoever, whatever person <laughs> operator had to look through that yeah. and then discover that and be like, sorry, what's this yeah. here? That's horrifying. Uh Okay. The judge called it one of the worst murders he had ever seen. The guy was sentenced to 34 years in prison, but I hope they never let him out. Uh, this story is quite notorious in my town because of the violent way in which this poor girl was killed. Honestly, it gives me chills every time I think about it. It's such a terrible story, and I always remember it every time I get dropped off at home. I always ask for the person, a friend, taxi driver, to wait outside until I go in, just because you never know who might use it as an opportunity to attack. Yes, always. That's great advice. Walk, Watch people... 
you don't have to walk, but watch people all the way in the door. That's right. Watch yeah. watch them take out their keys and enter their door and then wave and drive away. Shut it. And then get them to text you once they're inside. Say the inside's clear. Yeah. Just keep checking. Okay, keep checking. Shout out to my mom who loves the podcast and is also a huge fan. We love you guys. We love how you guys are highlighting the very real dangers that exist in the world whilst also bringing fun and laughter as well. Oh. Stay sexy and don't get <laughs> murdered. Georgia. <gasps> Ooh, British Georgia. Whoa. I didn't even notice that. British Georgia. British Georgia. What's British Georgia like, Georgia? I wonder. American Georgia. Very proper, unlike American Georgia. <laughs> no burping? No. The subject line of this one is my hometown mystery of the dead man on the moor. Moors are so crazy. Dear OG Murderinos. Perfect. Really sweet. Nice one. Okay. I've been uh, wanting to write for some time, but as you have already covered my hometown murders, the the infamous Moore's murders, Mm -hmm. I had to think further. Imagine being seven years old and being told about the five children around your age that were brutally murdered up the road on top of the surrounding hills that you love so much. A murderina was born. (laughs) Love it. Anyhow, I thought you'd be interested in a mystery which gripped the UK in 2015 and took place in my hometown, Saddleworth, New England. New New England. (laughs) No, old England. The oldest England. She or they wrote Northern England. Ah. Saddleworth, which is pronounced Saddleworth or something. We'll find out later. In the morning of the 12th of December 2015, an older looking man was found dead on a path above Dovestone Reservoir, lying perfectly straight in the path with his arms crossed across With his arms across his chest. It was freezing and the rain was torrential, but he wore light clothes for the weather. Mm. He had no identification on him at all or any personal um, artifacts that would tell people who he was or why he was here. He did have a hundred... 130 pounds, all in 10 pound notes, three train tickets from London to Manchester the day before, and a small blue cardboard medicine box. The label was printed in both English and Urdu. So all pretty weird clues and no one knew who he was. Mm. No one was able to identify him. Even with a sketch of his face on the news, he was a mystery. The people at the morgue called him Neil because apparently he looked like a Neil. That was in quotes. And Dovestone, after the name of the reservoir where he was found. Police got to work investigating Neil, checking CCTV at the train stations and asking around the village. He had walked into the Clarence Pub, where I had my first ever job as the worst fucking ever waitress known to person kind. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Really want to hear those oh, stories. Yeah. Um, anyway, he asked how to get, how to quote, get to the top of the mountain, meaning the hillside of the moorland. The staff warned the man that he wouldn't get there and back before dark, but he he asked them to repeat the directions and left anyway. Hmm. Weird. Sounds like suicide, right? Well, even weirder. He died from strychnine poisoning, <gasps> an archaic poison written about in Agatha Christie novels and currently banned in the European Union. Doesn't it sound like he's trying to establish an alibi by going in there and saying, tell me how to get to this weird place? To this one specific now place. Now tell me again. Like, that sounds like you're going to remember me. Yeah, maybe. Maybe someone's following him. Oh, maybe. Okay. But why not just then say, 
Someone's well, you, well, you tell me these directions. I have also another piece Maybe of information. Okay. Yeah, I can keep going. <laughs> no, there's a lot of... Okay. Why would someone kill themselves like that? And how did he even get that poison when it's banned over the whole continent? Hmm. And by now, his face was all over the news in the UK. Why had no one come forward to identify him? In an autopsy, a titanium plate was found attached to his left femur. Strangely, it didn't have a serial number, but was branded by a company found in Pakistan. Hmm. Through this, police managed to identify him as David Lighton so not Anil and saw that that was on the page um, and saw that he had flown 4,000 miles from Lahore, Pakistan two days before he was found dead on a path on Saddleworth Moor police found out more about his identity but until this day no one knows the truth about his death did he return to the UK specifically to die by suicide then why did he come to Saddleworth Moor why use strychnine who knows not me in all caps Um, thank you so much for all that you do me and my partner love listening to your podcast and love being in the internet sub communities that are only possible because of you both. Hmm. Shout out to m- Macabarinos and Smokerinos. <laughs> Smokerinos. <laughs> stay sexy and stay the fuck off the moors, Abby. Wow. So I like this one because it's recent and it's unsolved. Yeah. And it's like, this is the mystery. This is the culture we're going into. Totally. It's like, this is on Murderino's minds of what the hell was that? Yeah. And also to be found in the path like arms crossed like placed yeah because if it was strychnine they're saying you know he has convulsions and stuff writhed about and been in a lot of pain you're right so if you died you would die right like kind of fucked up looking like mid-seizure style did someone come Uh, along and do that like there's no way uh, and also the rain i bet prevented any kind of like if there were fingerprints anywhere yeah totally yeah so that one's chilling thanks abby Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound... 
means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code space 80. Goodbye. Okay, I'm not going to tell you the name of this one. Okay. MFM Team and Co. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my, I have to get my things together before I screw it all up. Okay. MFM Team and Company. Nice. That's good. I'm going to get straight to the good stuff. Good. Back in the 1970s, my dad and his family lived in Cambridge. And even though he was 20 or 21, he was still living at home. And then it says the dream while he was <laughs> while he was dating my mom, who he met at a sixth form social. And then thankfully for us, they wrote prom for the American audience. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Because that does not sound like prom. No. Um, the previous year. Anyway, during 1974 and 75, the city was on high alert because some chap decided to break into people's homes and rape them. Mm. She called him a chap. She did call him a chap. It's a a different culture. Yes. He would then don a long, blonde... 
He would then don a long blonde wig and do a runner. That means he took off. He put a wig he on. He put a wig on and ran. ran. But I love and do a runner. <laughs> do a runner. Uh-huh. Okay. Managing to elude the police for two years before his capture. Jesus. So picture yourself back in the summer of 1974. No idea if it was summer, but that's how I imagine it when my mom told me the story. And my dad's younger sister, also still living at home, is hanging out in the garden of their home, which was on the outskirts of Cambridge, and talking to the very affable son of their neighbors about quote, these awful attacks happening to women in Cambridge and how bad it was, et cetera, et cetera. The neighbor's son agreed with her and discussed it for a while before finishing the conversation and going about their days. <laughs> and a long blonde hair is on a sweater or something like that. No. Oh. Cut to a few months later when she found out he... Uh, he <laughs> Cut to a few months later when she found out she was shooting the shit with none other than the Cambridge rapist himself about his attacks. Holy fuck. I mean, seriously. Anyway, that's my parents' hometown murder. Loving the podcast. It's literally my dream listening and so nice to feel like part of the MFM community. Aww. Stay sexy and don't trust your neighborhood kids, Sophia. <laughs> Good advice, Sophia. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that idea that they're just in their British back gardens hanging yeah. over the fence and being British drinking tea over the fence yeah. and having crumpets over the fence and fucking boom it's, it's that person I'm, like, I'm so scared can you believe this, this stuff is happening Mace, I'm scared too and yeah. I, I'm not even a thing that's how creepy these psychopaths right. are right. you can't tell you can't <gasps> your, the hair on the back of your arms probably won't go up because it's not long blonde hair because <laughs> ew, ew the long blonde hair on the back of your arm goes up yeah oh it's just, wow the 70s man Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Last one. The last one. It's a half and half of a story and then some information, which I, I enjoy. Okay. Or like, it's just a hometown story. Hey, Huns. I'm on a holiday with my parents and recently listened to your crowd crush episode. I was, that was the, the one, uh, from the Who concert. Oh, yeah. Remember, I think Cincinnati. <gasps> that was fucked up. Yeah, so fucked up. I was telling my parents about it, and my mom told us about an experience she had when she was a young thang. In the nineteen, in the mid-70s, she went to a T-Rex concert in London. Yes. It was a tiny venue, and there was a large crowd. People at the front would get crushed against the stage and mm. pass out, so the security staff would just pluck them up and take them outside the venue. Jesus. My granddad arrived to pick my mom up and was surprised to find rows of un conscious young women laid out on the pavement oh outside. God. He saw them coming around, looking confused, getting up, and stumbling right back on inside. What the fuck? Apparently, this is a good... This was good crowd control solution in the 70s, and no one thought that anything bad would happen yeah. to an unconscious woman just left out on the street. Oh my god. My mom said she and her friend had seen how mad it was at the front, so hung back a bit, which was probably a good idea. Yeah, a very yeah. good idea. But also, they saw T Rex live, Dude. real time. Amazing, unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, at a small venue. Yeah. In the, um. Okay. As a sidebar, I just want to thank you guys for how open you are with talking about mental health and therapy. Last year, my younger sister was hospitalized as she was suicidal, and my repressed English parents had to go from zero to trying to understand this real quick. Mm -hmm. You helped me see that therapy is normal and important, and I've spoken to my parents a lot about it. I've seen them grow from depression does not exist to making sure I choose a healthcare policy with extensive mental health coverage. We now have open and honest conversations for the first time in my life and they've pushed me to seek help myself telling me well your American murder ladies say it's good so you should listen to them 
Oh, no. Oh, my God. I've been seeing my psychologist for a few weeks now, and she's helped me so much already. We went through a lot of shit last year as a family, but we were starting to see life become more hopeful again. My sister is out of the hospital and in rehab and where she's thriving. I guess I just want to say thank you for making me laugh during the worst months of my life and for helping me find the words to explain to my parents why it's good to talk to a professional. Also, Karen, as a fellow big boobed lady, my girlfriend's... And my girlfriends constantly harass my boobs. I feel ya. I've come to accept it as part of my life. <laughs> Stay sexy and be kind to yourself. Philly. Philly. Isn't that so the sweet. best? Yeah. Because that's kind of, I think, what's happening to a lot of people. I, that the main reason I wanted to read that is like, is because people get have thoughts of violence people Mm -hmm. have go through things that become overwhelming and they can't deal with by Mm -hmm. themselves all of these things happen all the time to lots of people and this family who had never had to deal with it before adapted to current reality perfectly accepting it not fighting it not make blaming anybody or freaking out about pretending it doesn't exist yeah insisting that they can't face it they basically did the hardest thing I think for anybody, which is face the shit that's actually happening yeah. to you. And they did it and they're continuing to do it. I mean, the idea that we get any credit at all is a lovely and we like to be part of your story. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take anything, but you guys are the ones doing the hard work and it's very cool because that's the way. Yeah. That's the way through it. And please say hi to your sister for us. Yeah, we're proud of you guys. Yeah, you're all doing really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, send us any story you feel like writing. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll read it. If your story has a beginning, a middle, and an end, yeah, you know, maybe some some kind of interesting shit in the middle too. Yeah, try to connect it to something, yeah. but still, we'd like to read it. Yeah, send it to my favorite murder at Gmail. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We can't wait to see you, Ireland and UK. Yay! It's so exciting. Yes, stay sexy and don't get murdered. Goodbye, Goodbye. Elvis. Do you want a cookie? <laughs>